welcome to The Spin. AKA the Coronavirus and Red Card Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is week four of some of the same stuff in a new context. I'm Conrad. I'm Kilo. And I'm MJ. All right, guys, what do we have coming up today? We've got recession, depression, rate cuts. We've got oil price plunges. Zoom. What Zoom, yeah, more, more Zoom later. More Zoom later. Okay, mysterious. I see we've got some coronavirus, COVID-19. Big surprise there. Yeah, big surprise. We've got some stuff on Spotify, probably mm. where you're listening to this podcast right now. And then finally, we've solved the mystery of why dogs' noses are colder than the rest of their bodies. The world's most pressing question. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you the answers to this most pressing question in about 15 minutes. All right, let's get started with South Africa recession depression. What is a recession? A recession is two quarters of economic decline. Mm. And that's exactly what happened in South Africa over the last two quarters. That's why we're in a recession. So of the last eight quarters, the economy has only grown in three of them. With two of the last three post-apartheid recessions coming since the end of 2017. So for the whole of 2019, MJ, how much did the South African economy grow by? Let me guess, 0%? No, close, 0.2%. 0.2%. So of the 10 main sectors in South Africa, only three grew. Now, what was surprising was that the growth was in mining. Mm. Didn't see that one coming. You know, load shedding, mm. mining in general, South Africa has been suffering a bit. I mean, you could attribute some of that to the um, palladium and platinum group metal craze. Exactly, that, that was the next line on my notes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe attributable to the back of the PGM group price increases with the biggest losers were agriculture, transport and communication, and construction, with an average decline of over 6%. Jeez. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's all daily electricity reliant mm. industry. Coming up now is Corona, COVID-19. Corona. Just, just a little update on our, our little friend COVID-19. There's now over 100,000 cases of the coronavirus globally, and it's affecting 86 countries. And we've actually had our first case in South Africa announced this week in KZN. Hilton, um, north of Peter Maritzburg, to be precise. So this case was actually a man coming from Italy, um, where there, of course, are a high number of infections, as well as China, Iran, et cetera, et cetera. And interestingly enough, this man wasn't tested for the virus at the airport when arriving back in South Africa. There could be more cases. Definitely. <clears throat> I think this is definitely this is round two. You know, China invented pasta, the Italians spread it. China <laughs> brings in coronavirus, the Italians spread it. Maybe there's a bit of a theme going on. Yeah, and so on that, um, on the whole corona concerns, we've seen an emergency um, rate cut by the American Federal Reserve, a massive um, 50 basis point, which is half a percentage point rate cut. So it was the first ever emergency rate cut since the 2008 um, financial crisis. Mm -hmm. um, the core reason behind that was his concern that uh, the coronavirus will threaten to stall the current kind of massive record US economic expansion. There's been some opinions on this, and let's just talk about it a bit. The thing that a lot of people are saying, that the, a bit of criticism is that um, in a public health emergency like corona, you know, a lower rate cut, but what's it actually going to do? Is it mm -hmm. going to do anything for factories? that are needing materials from abroad because, you know, ships can't come through. Is it going to do anything for consumers to travel, which we've seen travel has been really an industry that's been hit a lot. Um, it's not going to do that if consumers are scared of traveling. But what it should do, um, it should support consumer and business sentiment as well as just ease financial cons um, conditions over this trying time. You know, it's just kind of an attempt to just calm some of the volatility and just ease people's thoughts on it. Another interesting thing also is you might remember from a couple of weeks ago, we said that the Fed stated that there would be no that more rate changes. Be no rate yeah. cuts that wouldn't seem like they're supporting election, yeah. 
um, any kind of party. Mm. Um, and actually, so this rate cut came between central banks, regularly scheduled meetings. Um, and it was announced after the group of seven, the, the group of seven finance chiefs held a, a rare teleconference. That's the, the word that the Bloomberg article used, the rare teleconference, to pledge that they'll do all they can. So what is a group of seven guys? It's just an international intergovernmental economic organization consisting of seven advanced economies in the world. That's Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the UK, and the US. So look, we spoke a little bit about the economic side behind rate cuts, and there's always going to be a market reaction to um, the rate cuts. So after this rate cut, we saw US stocks surge to the second 4% rally um, in three days. This was also after the US Congress authorized nearly $8 billion for virus prevention. With this $8 billion pledged to virus prevention, along with the rate cut preventative measures, the markets are, are reacting really positively to, um, to that. What's also acted very positively is industrials, actually, which is interesting because that seems like it would be one of the, the hardest hit industries since they have to you know, import materials from overseas. So shares of industrial and transportation companies rallied on the 5th of March um, as investors, as you know, the market kind of digested the whole emergency rate cut. Going forward, it looks like America's doing all they can to kind of ease fears around it. They're cutting rates, they you know, stimulus into the economy. We'll see what the actual end effect of that will be on the impact of, of, of the virus. What are your guys' thoughts on that? You've covered it nicely. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think the, the, the rate cut is very much not an immediate effect. So when, when the virus decreases in, in significance, the, the economy is in a better position then to regrow, restructure than what it would have yeah. been had there not been a rate cut. So it's, it's almost mm -hmm. a... It's not an immediate effect, but yeah. it's, it's to help the recovery later on. And it's interesting because the red cut won't be immediate, but the coronavirus was immediate in that yeah. there were actually supply chain delays reported, you know, decreasing demand from China. Um, it's what some economic reports said. To note that, you know, what's the rate at now? I can pull that up for you guys. <laughs> Kino's having a quick search. While Kino looks at that, let's have a quick look at the oil price. 1.75. 1.75. There we go. And you know, what happens when the rate reaches 0%? I mean, we, we, we're still far away of that happening, mm. but... But especially if you think of European countries, I think, yeah, where, yeah, that's, where they're yeah. close to that. But I think the point that Michael is making that there is a kind of limit to what mm. expansionary monetary policy can actually do, and there's a lot of economic theory behind what expansionary monetary policy actually does for the economy in real terms. Well, yeah. The Japanese don't believe that there's a limit. They don't <laughs> need to just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... The oil price, there's been a huge plunge in the oil price, dropping 9% on Friday the 6th of March. The price has dropped by more than a third since January the 8th due to decreased demand in China and all over the world, thank the coronavirus. And on the supply side, in the, the, this last week ending on Friday the 6th of March, the OPEC countries, which we mentioned in the previous podcast, mm. basically the Middle Eastern oil cartel of the, of the country, Saudi Arabia and the likes, and then Russia, so the OPEC cartel in Russia, they couldn't agree on supply reductions. That's pushing the price further down. There's too much supply. There's too little demand. Mm. So I mean, that's a big consensus shift from just a few weeks ago. Exactly. Everyone exactly. was raving about oil and oil wars. And so you would expect a petrol price decrease, but with Iran suffering like it is, mm. that might might offset offset the the actual what's going to happen to the oil price. Yeah. Well, well, the oil price we know is going to happen. Well, we know what has happened, it's gone down, but the petrol price, your guess is as good as mine. And then I think we are we going on to talk about Zoom, yeah, yeah. Zoom. 
So, so, so Zoom is kind of my contribution today. So what is Zoom? So Zoom is a recent um, technology IPO on the NASDAQ. Um, and it's a leader in modern enterprise video communications. It's one of the leading platforms when it comes to video conferencing. Um, and it's had a very rapid uptake in kind of the um, ecosystem of massive corporates, co companies like Uber use it in corporate. So it's kind of, it's a cloud-based solution that is easily implemented in business. And it's had a, it's had a good year so far. And analysts are now predicting that Zoom is going to even have a, a better year going forward because obviously mm. with coronavirus mm. and the whole shutdown that's happened in China, if that spreads to the rest of the world, a lot of corporates will be using video conferencing. How does um, that differ from Skype or? You know, that that's what I've, I've, I've asked myself because how does it differ from kind of open source software? But I mean, they've managed to get this market share. I, I assume it's a difference in quality, a difference in ease of implementation, um, okay. like because it can be implemented on a firm level very easy, whereas with Skype, setting up a video conference. It um, can be quite can, laborious. Can, yeah, so mm. it's it's a tailor-made solution for corporate. So, you know, with this whole global health scare, Zoom has really been, has been shooting the lights out. Um, on Thursday, shares jumped 6%, and that lifted its value to $35 billion. That's twice that what it was three months ago. It's a real so, upward zoomy boy. Yeah, <laughs> very, very zoomy boy. Something, something to look out for. Okay. Talk to me about Spotify. Listen to yeah. on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I wish I had good news about Spotify. Well, it could be good depending on which side of the table you're on. But however, they still aren't profitable and they still aren't generating a, prof um, a positive cash flow as most of these revenues are being returned to artists or labels in the form of royalties. So advertising is one of the ways they'd like to diversify the revenue stream. The streaming giant are asking labels and artists to pay them to advertise on the platform. Some of the notable artists that have bought into this are Justin Bieber and Lil Wayne. At the moment, Spotify are earning substantial revenue. However, they still aren't a profitable business. And most, as most of the revenue is being returned to big labels and artists in the form of royalties. Their ads also haven't been going as well, haven't been generating as much revenue as expected. So Kino, you've got some revenue figures for me on that. Yeah, so Spotify just reported their financials for Q14 and 19 on Wednesday, the 5th of February. So um, the revenue for Q4 was $2.04 billion and that was a 20% increase, mm. but it was at most um, estimates in you know, since of growth. You know, the end of the year with 24 million premium subscribers, which is up um, 29% year on year. Mm. It's quite a big increase. Yeah. And how do you feel? So you guys both use Spotify, right? Yeah. yeah. So how do you feel? Because for me, Spotify, I don't listen to much pop music. I use kind of Spotify as a, as a platform to discover lots of new artists yeah, yeah, yeah. and also a lot of underground artists who aren't necessarily, you know, some of these artists who will afford to be pushing their music into your playlist. Yeah. Look, what are your so, thoughts on so this? I think it's a, a kind of tugs on your heartstrings as Michael says a lot of us have discovered really good um underground and alternative artists on Spotify mm. and you know there's a there's probably a bit of anger now that are expecting these small artists to pay for advertising mm. but look um at the end of the day guys it's a, it's a company with shareholders and they have to turn revenue you know profits. Um, no that's turn revenue turn profits and mm. turn cash flow and if that's not happening right now they have to think of ways to increase revenue um, <clears throat> but they can't alienate their users. They their user base. Their, their user base. Yeah, so that, that's you, you, can, you can try and tweak everything as much as you like, but if you don't have a user base, then I mean, the alter, nothing. The alternate is, well, look, we're growing users. We've grown users by 29%, but revenues have gone down and EPS has gone down. So well, what is the point of this growing um, user base if we don't have the proper revenue streams, you know? Yeah, fair, yeah. fair, fair. So I think it's just, it's a tight balance they've got to walk. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. there is also a lot of competition around. I mean, there's Apple Music, there's, there's Deezer, Tile, there's Deezer, yeah. a good list. I mean, there's, there's YouTube Music now. Also. Even YouTube Music, yeah. So, 
Now for the key topic of the day, dog nose temperatures. Dog noses, guys. It's the vital stuff. A divisive subject. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you own a dog, you might have noticed that your dog's nose is a bit colder than the rest of its body. The scientists have discovered the reason behind this. It's it's a super sensitive heat detector, meaning that dogs can detect very faint heat sources like a small animal from 1.5 meters away. And so if the outside temperature is 30 degrees, the dog's nose is going to be 25 degrees, mm. and then can detect the heat source. It's almost like a a tracking thing. I see. Imagine having that. Imagine having like a, a radar. Almost. Yeah, it's almost like a yeah. heat radar. Maybe you can sniff out some good stock picks for us. <laughs> we'll get back to you when we've trained our dogs. See if it comes back with anything. All right, guys. It's been a good chat today. We we spoke about quite a few things today. We spoke about the the, depression. the, the recession, recession depression. <laughs> we spoke, not the Great Depression. But, you know, it is the 20s. Maybe we're in for round two. Uh, we've spoken about the coronavirus rate. Red cut? cut, yeah. I'm not I'm seeing our notes here say rates. Like we've spoken about every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've spoken about oil. We've spoken about the Zoomy boy, how you can chat to your long distance girlfriend in a corporate environment. Yeah. Uh Spotify. And we've spoken about dogs. Yeah. Wide variety of things today. Something Thank for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you again next week. Stay safe. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.